Welcome to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson. Thanks for tuning in today and watching our show. I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of real life stories and uh, these might resonate with you, they might not, but you might know someone that it actually has resonated with. So um, a couple of the pieces I wanna talk about, there's there's a couple, we, we, we call them this family, the Smith family, and they got through life as most of us and now all of a sudden they have their son's wedding and they have no idea where to get the money from it. And this is a family that's very cultured and they know that even though they say that the, the, the wife or the bride is supposed to pay for the wedding, you know, in today's day and age, people are getting married a little later. Um, people are doing things a little differently. But this couple, this parent, these parents, they actually, in their culture, felt that they needed to pay for the wedding. They needed to come up with $30,000 and they are facing retirement at the same time. How did they do it? It's a great question. I'm not sure about you, but it's a great question. Where do you come up with the money? What do you think most people do out there today? Uh, they might go to a credit card, or if they own a home, they might do a line of credit. Uh, but if we didn't save for those life events, we've got to basically slow down, take a big look at this, and then just basically say, how am I gonna come up with this money for the commitments that I have for my child? Now, this is also a couple that has a total of three children. Now the second one is getting married of the three, and uh, we still have a third one, which is a daughter that hasn't gotten married yet. So they're facing some big problems. It's about pre-planning, being proactive, not being reactive to, this, to the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm so excited now that my son or my daughter has uh, just gotten engaged, and now we need to figure out how to do it. Let's not be so reactive in our lives. Let's be a little bit more proactive. Now, our second um, story we want to talk about, this is Amanda, and she had $30,000 worth of debt, and her biggest goal was to be able to purchase a home by the time she turned 40. Well, this, the, the great thing is, is that it was about getting her out of debt in a short period of time, and uh, we'd been working with Amanda for probably about uh, two, two and a half years, and that was the number one goal right from the start, was to get her out of that debt because she didn't have a good relationship with money. So very first question I ask, will you be coachable? Because at this point, if you're not gonna be coachable, you're gonna get back into the same debt problems that you had before. So number one, we do not wanna have a relationship with credit cards. If we have a relationship with credit cards in any way, we wanna have respect for what it is that they do and what they cause for us. And really, credit cards should probably only be used when you're traveling and you need to protect your assets that you have under, under um, your own control in your bank accounts and not necessarily co-mingle the, the transactions with that to keep your money and your identity safe. Now. We should also be saving for those vacations too because I know we've talked about that on previous episodes where we should be saving for that money in advance for those vacations and only having to charge certain major things that we need to while we are, we are traveling so that boom, right when we get back, we can have them paid off. But on a day-to-day -day living lifestyle, especially with Amanda, it was about changing her lifestyle you know, habits and changing the way she viewed money and having a better relationship with it. And we call that finding the money and finding the relationship with the money so that we get that much more in control. The exciting thing for Amanda was we got her through debt consolidation, trying to pay off and getting her um, with, uh, you know, looking better on paper. And I think that's incredibly important when people want to purchase a piece of property is that they need to look fantastic on paper so that a lender or a financial institution would want to lend them money and appropriately find the money so she can actually do what she wants to do in owning a home and purchasing her first home. So the nice thing is, and Amanda's not her real name, but um, in reality, when she listens to the show, 
show, she'll know it's all about her. And she's up in Northern California, and she purchased her first home just a couple months ago. We are so excited for her. She is thrilled. It's everything she designed in her life. And again, being coachable, being coached by us, and uh, reading Wealth by Design um, was such a key component and a changing um, uh, turning point for her in her life. Um, and that's really why her dear friends actually re you know, referred her to us. So happy to say that she has her baby right now, which is her dog. And she says she's not having children, so it's her and her dog. And she's got the home of her dreams, which we couldn't be more thrilled that we helped her achieve and accomplish. Now, our third story that we want to talk about is, is Jacob Smith. And he had a plan put in place to protect his assets for retirement. He thought he had a plan, but this plan was key. Um, but when he lost his job, things kind of turned the opposite direction. So could that be you out there? I've had, um, I have a lady that we've been working with recently that lost her, you know, she's so concerned about losing her job because this company is talking about downsizing. Even though she has a special skill for the company, they're talking about downsizing where she is close to retirement, but she wants to work for two more years, but that her job could basically come to an end. And sometimes we hear this and we call it ageism, if you will, that uh, as we get older and we're working for a company, um, that maybe we're getting paid higher amounts of money and they could actually hire someone younger for less of the expense. So these are real concerns about people, and that's actually what was happening with this client, Jacob, because he was so concerned that that was going to occur, and it actually did occur, and we had to have a game plan for him to retire right now. And if we didn't have that foresight, even though his plan was to work for several more years, um, he needed to know that he had the permission to retire now. And, this, and, and the, the gratitude in all this is that we actually showed him how he could retire right now, and if they downsized, you know, today he'd be okay, but if he could choose to continue to work or become a consultant somewhere else, it was just fluff. He knew that no matter what was going to occur, he could actually retire and retire with confidence that he wasn't going to run out of money or that he'd have more time than his money would last. So these are stories that we love to share because I think that you all need to see if something like that connects to you. You've listened to our shows. We'd love to get your feedback. We want to hear what your stories are and how we can help you solve them. Please reach out to us and, and, and let us know that you'd love to be a part of the show or have your story talked about on the show. You can call us at 619-640-2622 or send us questions or feedback on questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. We'd love to hear, and we'd love to hear your information, your likes on all of our social media, and we'd love for you to share our stories and make them your stories and share them with other people too. So again, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon, real soon, I hope. And I hope that you're enjoying the show even on uh, YouTube out there too. So take care, talk to you soon. Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson and I have a very dear friend of mine on the show today and I think you're gonna enjoy what he has to say. Uh, we are going to be having Chris Grady, the EVP of Athene Life in Insurance and Annuity Company. And uh, I, without further ado, we're going we're gonna to invite him to the show right now. So welcome. Welcome, Chris. Hey. Elizabeth, it's a pleasure to be on your show, and thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you. I'm so glad. And I know that you said that this isn't something you normally do and people around you do, so I'm thankful that you kind of got over that, that uh, first initial curve. <laughs> I'll tell you, setting this up was... Uh, a, a challenge for me, but the, my team came in and they did it in like two minutes. That's what we need. We need to have the right team around us so we can do the things that we might not be able to accomplish on our own, right? 
exciting. <laughs> Happens to me every day. So I couldn't be more thankful for my team. So, uh, well, Chris, you and I have been friends for, for quite some time now, and I couldn't be more grateful for that. And, uh, you know, you're the executive vice president of Athene Life Insurance Company, an annuity company. And um, so, so tell me a little bit about, you know, you. Tell me a little bit about your story. How did you get to this place in, in life? And Yeah, it's very, very interesting. I consider myself very, very blessed. Um, I start my degree out of college is physical education. And uh, I got mentored in college by a guy that a friend of mine's father who was an executive at Kodak. And he was telling me I should get into the business world, that I had certain skills that he felt I had and I should really work on it. So at 22 years old, I interviewed with Mass Mutual. I ended up staying with Mass Mutual for over 16 years first as a career agent and as a sales manager, then as a district manager and general agent, the whole bit. Wow. And uh, I was able to open up an office at a young age, mm -hmm. uh, 29 for them. And uh, my business grew. I hired great people. I will get to that in a minute. I know you're going to ask me what makes me good at what I do. Well, what makes you good at what you do? Now we'll skip to that. <laughs> <laughs> I surround myself with awesome people. That's great. That is what I really do. I do talk about 10 core characteristics of greatness Okay. all the time. I work on that myself. Things like integrity, work ethic, mm -hmm. passion. Uh, you know, I try to use my intelligence, listening skills, all that stuff. But the key is to surround yourself with great people. And when you surround yourself with great people, you don't even have to manage them very much. You just guide them, empower them. And your business grows, grows significantly. I, I can't agree with you more on that because that's, you know, probably why we're good friends. And, and we know a lot of people in this industry and we've done uh, great things for great people. But it's having that team around you that really help you accomplish what you do and what you do well. Exactly. And I've been very, very lucky to have great team everywhere. I left Mass Mutual for Merrill Lynch. Mm -hmm. I spent 13 years at Merrill Lynch, eventually heading global sales for them for all their managed money businesses. I surrounded myself with such a strong team there that six of my direct reports, six of my people that worked for me mm -hmm. have either become presidents or executive vice presidents of big insurance companies, distribution organizations. So I'm very proud of the legacy of people that I've had around me. And that continues right here at Athene. We've been able to grow Athene from scratch in essence and I continue to be able to hire really, really good people and uh, continue to empower them. And we continue to grow really significantly. Well, you and so I've talked about like the passion behind the business and why people today might need to know and understand a little bit more and become a little bit more familiar with, uh, you know, what, what's the bigger concerns? People, I think when we were talking earlier, you had said that people want a guarantee of their money, but they want an upside potential to it, too. So right, exactly. maybe elaborate right. on that a little bit. So when you think about needs of people that are getting close to retirement, they really don't want to lose their principal. So their first need is guarantees. Then they want lifetime income. They don't want to outlive their income. In other words, what happens if we, I live to be 85 and I had only planned on living to 80? Those last five years can be brutally difficult on the family, on heirs, on everybody. Right. So you want life, lifetime income that cannot end. 
And then on top of that, you might want to do legacy planning. And then on top of that, you want growth. Mm -hmm. And there are very, very few products that can promise all those things. Right. And we, you and I, happen to have those products available to our customers and clients. Mm -hmm. So you being a great contributor for us. You just, sorry, I didn't mean to cut That's okay. Go ahead. But no, distributors like you are our greatest partners, and together we do a good job for your clients. Well, we appreciate it because we need great resources and tools for the clients that we represent, and we're always working in the best interest of, of what they have in their lives that they're dealing with right now and, and really make it goals-based. Right. Know, I think when we talk about income, I think income solves the problem. Income is the solution. And when we get into retirement, and even while we're living throughout our lives, through our working lives, income is a solution. That's why we work so hard for it. But when we get right. into retirement, it's a little bit different story. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So, so what is really on, the, on, the, on your mind today, even from a standpoint of your relationship with money, what, do, what are you having, um, things that you've maybe gleaned more knowledge and, and, and education from, and maybe that you know, our, our, our listeners out there would actually uh, feel is something that they can kind of take on, you know, educate themselves a little bit more, and then and be able to kind of create a better resource for themselves. Right. That's a really good question, Elizabeth. I, you know, it's funny. I, I try to teach, especially my family and friends, the need for them to understand their own goals mm -hmm. before they look at their assets. They should understand their goals. Yeah. What do they want in their life? Mm -hmm. do, they, do they want to have a vibrant, successful retirement kind of lifestyle? And if they do, can they write that down? Can they express their goals. Mm -hmm. Then you look at your assets and all your holdings and what can that turn into for a lifetime mm -hmm. income. And then you look at the delta or the gaps and solve for the gaps. Right. But it's very important to understand each individual needs to understand the goals and their family's goals. You made, you made mention of a word that I, I use as a uh, part of the language of education that I work with clients on as well, and that's the gaps. And it's the income gaps. You know, if, yeah. if one spouse predeceases before another spouse, how much of a yeah. loss of income is there going to be? Or from what they're earning today and living on versus when they go into retirement, what is the, the net tax-free you know, tax amount that they're going to have after taxes? What's that net dollar amount look like? And is there a major income gap? You know, if they were living right. on eight thousand, you know, before they retired, and now they think they can only live off of five thousand, or they're thinking that that's their only option is five thousand. Well, we've got a three thousand dollar monthly gap. Right. That's thirty six thousand dollars in a year. If we don't have assets to replace that, we need to have tools such as something called, you know, an annuity that's in the right world, you know, and the right wording and the right information to kind of create that pension for people that right. maybe don't have that pension. Uh, maybe they didn't get the pension from their employer. Maybe they just have a 401k or a, or an IRA or a 403b. And, you know, those are places where you have tools that kind of come in that place. That's right. We do. And and with those tools, you know, it, if you don't use the tools, what will happen is a, a client or a, a consumer will take their money at 8000 a month, not the 5000 and then there's a period of time where maybe at age 70 or 75, they literally can run out of money. Absolutely. 
and then they're continuing to live. So you see many times these not, it's a new generation, but the sure. retired people have to go back to work. Yes. And you'll see in locations of not elderly people, right. but retired people working in places to make up their income gap. And right. that's a shame. It is a shame because when you go to retirement, you know, we don't want to have to go back to work in retirement. That doesn't sound like retirement to me. Right. Yeah. It's funny. I used to say, do you want to retire or retire well? Uh-huh. Right? That's a great way and, to say it. And retiring well is way better. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of call it, don't you want to have a life? <laughs> have a life. Right. right. We, we, and, we need so much to live on, but boy, we need a lot more to have a life. That's exactly right. Yes. That's a good yes. way to retire. Yeah. Retire well. Well, I hope you're not getting ready for retirement. I, I still need you around for a little while. It's so funny. We were just having a discussion with some of my teammates, and they were like, Chris, you're going to be 63 years old. You financially set the whole bit. When are you going to retire? And I'm like, I have too much energy and passion to retire. <laughs> I, I actually love what I do for a living. Isn't that great? I, yeah. I'm very, I'm very, very lucky. You are. You are. Well, what would you do with all that energy if you weren't working? I know. I drive my poor wife crazy. <laughs> my, my 39th anniversary would be my last. Oh possibly. my gosh! <laughs> well, happy in advance. You know, happy in advance anniversary. <laughs> no. no, we're looking forward to the whole bit. Continuing to work hard. You know, I, I have my number out there somewhere, probably around 80 years old. I, yeah. I brought my father into the business when he was 57 years old, and he retired in the insurance business at the age of 80. I know you told me that story a while back. I think that's a pretty amazing story. So your right. dad came into the business when you were, you know, having your own agency. About what what age was he? Well, he was fifty seven. Fifty seven. And, and I was twenty seven. Wow. And I, I was promoted to be a sales manager to kind of recruit and train mm -hmm. new agents. Most people think of new agents being in their twenties. Right. I started recruiting retired coaches and teachers. Wow. And my dad was my first. And uh, we took out ads in local papers <laughs> on, in New York and Long Island called Grady and Father Associates. That's so great. Of, uh -huh. <laughs> and That's he so loved good. it. Uh -huh. He loved it. You know? Oh, it my was gosh. Terrific. And so how many years did he, he work in the industry? 23 more years. Wow. He wow. literally retired at the age of 80. Wow. So that's so, why you're thinking 80. Right. It was kind of like it's good DNA. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I can go on a lot of vacations and have a very, very good life mm -hmm. working, yeah. not, not retiring. So yeah. why don't I just do that? And I know. Isn't that fun? Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I know That's all fun. my team, we were talking about team before, they all think I'm going to be about 88 sitting at my conference room table saying, okay, what are we talking about today? What case is next? What, what, what problem do we have to solve today? So, That's right. And they all tell me the reason why is because they all have to retire too. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, it's very interesting. There's a lot of longevity on my father's side of the mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. So he's now 90, uh, he'll be 93. And... He, he owns an annuity he own, and has a defined benefit plan and IRAs. Uh -huh. And he never has to worry about buying gifts for his grandchildren. <laughs> he's got a lot of grandchildren. Is he's that right? 17 of them. Oh, my gosh. He's got 
first great grandchild and and he's loving retirement yeah. but he did it on his own terms right yeah he didn't he didn't work because he had to work mm -hmm. he worked because he wanted to work and that is the key worked. that is such a key right. thing to say is because we all want the permission slip to say i don't have to work i choose right. to work because i want to and i still have so much to still give back right yes and uh, you know again being lucky i'd say lucky you know, luck is the residue of right preparation and right and hard work and all that good stuff. But being lucky, I consider myself lucky that now I'm doing charitably charitable gifting work, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about when I have grandchildren, next generation yes. uh, planning, and and so that's another big advantage of mm -hmm. having retirement locked up just in case. And then you have the leftover stuff that you can do other things with. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really money. what the show is all about. You know, ways to love your money. It's really about the respect that you have for what you've built, that you've been given as this benefit in life. And then being right. able to teach the next generation and, and uh, also to give gifts to the grandbabies and do charitable planning and things like this too. But I know a fun fact of you right now is that you just had your daughter get married. How was that? Yeah. It was extraordinary. Yes. We had we had a wedding that was a multiple day wedding just because we she decided to have the wedding at a very, very nice place in New Jersey. But nobody lives in New Jersey. Okay. So the whole family had to come from all over the country. Oh. And uh, so we it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. It was extraordinary. Everybody wow. had a great time. I, I believe there were three guests at the wedding that were from New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> But the wedding was in New Jersey, only three people from there. Oh, oh right, my gosh, right. yeah. 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 Well, what, so what a great, great family reunion, too, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. For both sides, we have a new family. And it was great getting to know everybody and getting the cousins to know everybody. It was awesome. And when you go more than five hours um, and you go multiple days, you catch up so much mm -hmm. and so extraordinarily well. It's mm -hmm. like. It really is a. It's wonderful. Again, wonderful. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you so Congratulations much. Congratulations to you and Terry. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. So Thank you. I hope that you've liked being on the show. I hope it wasn't too difficult or hard, but we hope no, that you. No, it was wonderful. Good. Well, we hope that you would love to come back on the show because I think it's just a good time. People need to see the side of people that have you know high executive positions and that we're all real people too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we work hard. You got to love your family. You provide for your family. We all do these great things. Yes. Um, and then and then having these moments like we're doing today, this is terrific. Thank so you. Thank you much so much. Thank you. You bet. So Chris is a wonderful man, and he has gotten his perspectives completely in line with what's important in life. And I think it's really about family, working hard, enjoying it. But one of the key components that I had heard there was team is a really important value to have around you because if you don't feel that you have the expertise on something, you need to have that team or that financial support or that financial education. Or as I would say, there's a professional in life for everyone. So um, take it in another state too. So retirement is not just about saying, I have to have this amount of money to get to retirement. It's about choosing when you really do want to retire. If it's a choice that you can 
or a choice that you have to still work or go back to work. And that's definitely not the definition of retirement. So have a better relationship with your money. And again, thanks so much for staying tuned to Ways to Love Your Money. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.